he finds out that his crush and who's also his sister and teacher at school is having an affair with a married man. And of course, he's devastated because he's in love with her and also because, you know, she's been having these I'm standing on the rooftop looking out over the scenery crying with a single tear running down my cheek moment. Hey guys, what's up? We are the Otaku Couple. I'm Mr. Otaku. And I'm Mrs. Otaku. And this is I'd Rather Anime Podcast number 25. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with the lovely addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. We know you could be doing other things, so we're glad you'd rather anime with us. Whoop whoop. I killed that intro. You did. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> All right. I'll do it again in another 25 episodes. Right. <laughs> the sad thing is he's totally serious. Okay. So, as always, kicking off our podcast with One Piece. Yes, One Piece. Um, it was episode 870. We finally got to see Snake Man in the anime, and it was epic. It was. It kind of reminded me, like, of kind of like a Sailor, Sailor Moon type transformation, but like way more better. Yep. <laughs> I was just watching it, I was just like, oh snap. Oh snap. Like they oh, had the wing snap. looking like snakes and wrapping around them and it was like and so then, epic. Like, and then like the snake monster with the glowing red eyes like floating off of him and I was just like, ah, I wasn't ready. And his hair flies up in the air like he's going like Super Saiyan or something. It was just, it was just crazy. It was, that was the highlight of the the episode. Yeah, the transformation sequence was the highlight. And then it was like so cool because, you know, Katakuri is like, okay, he's trying me. He's like, uh, dodge. And then all of a sudden, boom, he get hit from the side. He was like, what's going on? Why'd it come from the side? You know, I thought was cool was how Luffy was like, talking to his arms like they were actually independent entities from his body. Like, get him, Python! Get him, Cobra! And I was just like, you know they're attached to your body, right? You know you're controlling them, right? Yeah, yeah. He was just, he was just going after him. And those arms, like, the, it's clear now that there is no limit to the amount that Luffy's arms can stretch, because it is ridiculous. It's amazing. Like, he just, and he's just like, like, heat-seeking punches. Honestly, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Honestly, this makes me remember why I loved watching the anime versus the manga. Cause like in the manga, it was really really cool, and I was just like, oh snap! But then actually seeing it in the anime, it just takes it to (coughs) a different level. Sorry, you guys, I'm still (coughs) kind of sick. (laughs) So if you hear that, I apologize. But yeah. Yeah, that was so epic. And what I liked, I liked the uh, the extra flashbacks with Rayleigh that we didn't get in the manga. Yes. <laughs> and seeing Rayleigh go up against Luffy in Gear 4 and like treating it like garbage. Rayleigh was not impressed. He <laughs> was like, oh, okay. But you're not nearly fast enough. <laughs> like, I-, I love that Rayleigh, like, he's clearly his mentor. Like, yeah, Luffy is strong. But, like, it's always, like, let's keep this in perspective. Like, Luffy is maybe, like, at a level, let's say he's at a level 20, all right? Rayleigh is at, like, level 50. Like, don't mess with him. No, you're not here. You're not anywhere near it yet, you know? Rayleigh's probably, like, level 100. Well, I was keep trying to keep it on a smaller scale, but I don't know why I went. I don't know what number I was going to, but, like, on a 10-point scale, if Rayleigh is, like, a 10, Luffy's still, like, at a solid 6. Like, he's n- not there yet. I don't even think they're that close. <coughs> and that's being generous <coughs> on Luffy's part. Because the way that fight was going, it was just like, I mean, he couldn't even land a, a hit on Rayleigh. Which, of course not. I mean, this, Of course not. But. He, I mean, honestly, who, what have you ever seen in any anime where the the student actually gets a, a solid hit on the master? I mean, I mean. Never. Never. It doesn't happen. It doesn't really happen, but it just reaffirms, like, this episode was about Snake Man and Luffy, but it really reaffirmed that, you know, Rayleigh? Rayleigh is the best. I love how present Rayleigh was in Luffy's life and how he's really just, like, his mentor. Because up until that point, Luffy was just kind of, like, a wild child, just, like, out there doing whatever. I mean, he's still a pirate, so that's still what he's doing, but, you know, it's, it's, 
kind of grounding for Luffy to know yeah. like he has, he has a family, a- he has a mentor, he has somebody he looks up to. Now with Katakuri, he has an actual rival, somebody that he wants to beat at his best. You know, it's like we're getting those those building qualities in Luffy where he's kind of being like, okay, this is actually, you know, there's more to this or whatever. Other than just the adventure, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop apologizing. It's fine. I kind of feel like I'm dying, but it's okay. You're human. You'll be okay. Uh, humans die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. If we were maybe in Dragon Ball, I'd feel a little bit more secure about it, but we're not. Uh, well, I can't bring back people who die of natural causes, though. So. Okay. Um, let's uh, fast forward to Black Clover. So filler episode of Black Clover, but honestly, honestly, I like the filler episodes with Noelle and Asta because they just crack me up. I don't really feel like it was a filler episode. I feel like this festival is going to be what leads to this big epic fight thing that they've been showing in the new intro. So I think it was actually like necessary. <laughs> so I think they fixed old girl's voice and old dude's leg for a reason. Maybe they're going to be oh, yeah. a part of this festival. So I don't think it was necessarily filler. It's just That's there was no fighting like. in it. You know, whenever we get episodes with Noelle and Asta, Noelle freaking out over how much she likes Asta and other girls liking Asta, I just automatically throw that in the the filler category because it's like Black Clover is not like a slice of life type anime. But I get where you're saying where it's probably leading to something else because with Black Clover, the filler episodes always lead into the next thing. It's never just like complete ancillary nonsense for the most part. Yeah, unless it's one of those recap episodes. Yeah, the recap episode, <coughs> and even so, I wouldn't even say it's ancillary. It's really for people who haven't been watching the anime up to that point. And it's just like, can you imagine how great One Piece would be if you had like entry points like that every like 150 episodes? You have an entry point where it's just like it recaps everything that happened. Then you wouldn't have to watch the previous 150 episodes. You could just jump in. I understand, but those preview things can never do the episodes justice. I mean, and it does it. for the audience that's already established, it just irritates you. Like, when they were at Enemy's Lobby and they were saving Robin, they went back through everybody's backstory for, like, six episodes in a row. Like, that was super irritating. Like, that was, like, was. Be- beyond infuriating. Fury- like, I was like, no, don't show this. Like, I'd rather you show the little, like chibi santa claus zoro thingy that they did that time i didn't watch that i totally skipped that you, uh, you should have <laughs> um yeah i'll say you should have totally i'm glad that. they haven't bought that back anymore like that whole thing i think they did one with the um like the, where they were like samurai or something in this in the edo period yeah. or something like that whatever and it wasn't wano but it like was. it was like a little short i think i want to say it was like in the first arc before the quality changed yeah. And I was just like, what is this? I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. Like, <laughs> I don't have time. I'm going to binge. I have 800 episodes to watch. Yeah. It was just like, hey, if you want to do this, fine. Make it an OVA. Don't put it in my regular episode count. Right? <laughs> like, DVD extra, please. Like, <laughs> But yes. I'm pretty sure we were not talking about One Piece. We were talking about Black Clover and how this this episode that I think is filler is actually leading up to the next thing. Yeah, because you, um, you saw Yami and old praying mantis dude getting ready to fight. And we all know that Yami can totally like beat the mess out of him. For sure. But, the only reason people sleep on Yami is because he does, like the Black Bulls don't have a bunch of stars. But, like, they've been on the come up they for have been a on good the little up. minute. They were at, what, like, negative 50 when this thing started? They have to be at, like, negative 20 by now. No, because you remember Yami said that they're not in the negative anymore. They're actually in the positives. They got a couple... They have actual stars now. Oh. And I think people are having to recognize, like... Okay, they're not that bad. Like they're kind of lazy they're still and weird. Magic knights. They're, they're just... still, but they're still knights. Like they can still do their job. They can still do their job. They just usually, you know. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of fairy tale, and the uh, fairy tale guild is like they do their job. They're just going to destroy everything in the process. Yeah, it's just like, hey, your contract was to defeat this guy. Okay, he's we totally defeat- defeated. So is your house and your entire entire village. But you know, yeah. But hey, we we did what we were paid to do. We all take casualties in life. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but anyway, the Black Clover episode was actually pretty good. Um, I like how 
uh, what's her name? Um, Noel. Con- no. Well, Kano. Kano. How she's just like teasing no- Noel, like, oh, Asta, let's go on this double date. Asta, you're the best, and she's just like messing with her because she knows that Noel likes Asta. And her brother is just completely oblivious. He's like, oh, I have the best little sister. She knows my feelings for Noelle, and she's trying to give me a chance. And it's just like, no, sir. No, no one the, cares that you like Noelle. That's not what's going on at all. That's not what's happening. Not what's happening. But um, it's cute. Yeah. I like it. And I mean, she tried to help Noelle, but both of them, like she said, he's too oblivious, and she doesn't want to admit how she feels. So it's just like, whatever. Yeah, he's dense. And he's, I mean, it's not that he's dense. He's just really, really, really faithful to sister. Which makes him dense. Yeah, yeah. Asta is dense. All right, let's 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 move on from Black Clover because there there's really wasn't a whole lot of content. It okay. was just a fun, like, little episode. Yeah, moving uh, on. Moving on to our weekly anime for Warner 2019. Woo-hoo. Starting with The Rising of the Shield Hero, episode oh, so we're not three. going in the order that it actually shows? No, we're just going in the order that we've been going in for the last two weeks. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we can go in the order of the shows if you, that's what you want to do. It's up to you. I mean, it's not. Maybe we should have said this before we started recording. Maybe we should have. <laughs> um, Rising of the Shield Hero. Let's do it. Um. All right. So the first wave finally came. Uh huh. And um, yeah, all the guys went to go fight um the people from the wave. But there was a nearby village who was just going to get, you know, sacrificed, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. So the shield hero didn't go to the battlefield with everybody else. Instead, he went to save the actual people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so which is why they were summoned in the first place is to save the people. Yeah, to save the people. But obviously, the people at the battlefield are going to treat the shield hero like he and do ish. Yeah. But in reality, <laughs> all those people at that village are actually thankful for him. And a couple of the. Uh, what are they called? The knights the or the, knights? the knights the or magical whatever. Knights or not the magical knights, knights, but the, knights, the but king's knights. The king's knights. A couple of the king's knights that were at that town, they began to actually recognize the shield hero. And, you know, most of them ran off to the actual battlefield and left the people there to die. But you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. And One I, thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You might be about to say what I was going to say. Oh, probably not. But. I was like, I kind of liked how in this episode we find out that, you know, uh, the slave girl that he's got, I forgot her name. I forgot her name too. But um, the one who fights with him, she didn't know about all the rumors surrounding him about like the rape allegations and stuff. So when he met up with the other heroes at the hourglass and she was just like, what are they talking about? You know? Because they were all looking at them sideways. She's like, um, is there something going on between you guys or what? Yeah. You know? So I thought that was cool, but I also like how she just like defended him and she was ready to fight all the knights. She's basically like, fight me. If you're gonna insult him, fight me. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like you will not disrespect him in front of me. And he's just like, chill out. Like this Chill out. We don't care about these people. We don't care about their opinions. They can keep it to themselves. Right? Yeah. And even when the villagers were thanking him, he's like, this is why I say I really like Nafumi as a character because he doesn't care. He's completely 100% over this entire world. Like, they're thanking him. Like, if it weren't for you, we'd be dead. And he's just like, whatever. I did it because I had to. I did it because it was my job. Yeah. So, fantastic. You're alive. I'm leaving. Pretty much. Yeah. But in reality, he did go save those people because he cared. He did, and I think also because the other girl cared. Because I think he also wanted to prove himself, like, he's not useless. And I think if she wasn't there, he probably would have gone to the battlefield, too. Maybe. He probably wouldn't even have noticed. He probably wouldn't even known that village was over there. Right. But, yeah. So. But it was good. Um, We left out one very big detail. Um, This episode is the episode where, apparently, little girl just grew up. Apparently, as you level up, you grow. I don't know, because... Like, she went from being, like, a little kid to, like, his age in, like, a week. Yeah. 
fake. And it, and then they make a point to say, oh, she's at level 18 now. So I'm like, what is her level? Her age? Is that how this works? I don't know. They didn't really explain it, but apparently she just can magically become older. So I guess. But yeah. So, but it was cool. It made it less pedophile-y and more regular like. I guess. I mean, there's no way around it. But he bought a slave child and put her to work and made her kill demons. There's really no way around that. That's true. It sounds so much harsher when you say it. Like that. <laughs> but you know, it's more like he uh, he he bought her out of slavery, gave her some food, gave her a job. You know, <laughs> but uh, but that's sugarcoating it. Yeah, she's still a slave. Yeah, <laughs> and her started. job is killing killing demons mm-hmm. or monsters or whatever you want to call them. But whatever. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the Promised Neverland. Whoop, whoop. I love The Promised Neverland. The I Promised think that's ne- my favorite one that we're watching this season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Promised Neverland is probably the best one this season. And you know what's crazy? I feel like it's such like a psychological thing. And they're children yeah. <laughs> trying to run away from home. Yeah. But it's just like... Are they going to get caught? What's going to happen if they get caught? This mom person is not a nice person. And the new lady, she's crazy. She's crazy. She's out of her mind. She's She's insane. And it's terrifying. And they know. They're like, she's not right. And they're playing this game of tag. And it's so intense. Like, this is the most intense (laughs) game of tag ever. This is so intense. I've never played a game of tag. That was so intense. But I love how they were smart enough. Because Ray's like, okay, look. Most of everybody that we're trying to get out of here is under the age of six. They're not going to be able to keep up. They're not going to be able to climb the rope. And even once we get out, they're not going to know how to get away. And if we're all running, they're going to chase us and they're going to get caught. So how are we going to teach them? Because they're not going to believe us when we say mom is the enemy. We can't just be like, okay, this person who's been taking care of you your entire life is trying to sell you off to have your brain eaten, you know? (laughs) You can't just approach it that way. So they come with the brilliant ideas like, okay, let's teach them how to use their brains. Let's teach them how to think by teaching them how to play tag. And so they're playing this game. They're like, you have to think ahead of your enemy. Like, you're you're going up against Norman, all right? You got to cover these tracks. Cover your tracks. Be quiet, (laughs) you know? Like, find a better hiding place. Learn how to use your body. And Emma's teaching them how to use their body and Ray's teaching them how to strategize and Norman's teaching them how to use their brains and think ahead and everybody is just working together to teach these kids and they get better at it and then the new lady comes and she's like oh I'll be it and she's just like it's try- It's supposed to be I guess a display of power but yeah. also to show the other kids it's just like you're not getting away from me or whatever and she did pretty good because she got all the younger kids but of course the last three Emma, Norman, and Ray are left and the only reason Emma got caught is because she tried to rescue those two kids. Yeah, she was literally carrying two kids. But what's crazy? Emma is running with two kids in her arms. And not like little kids. These look to be like well, you know kids they're at like least six years old. At least six, right? At least six. And she's and carrying she's two of them. And she's only... Eleven. Eleven. She's eleven about to turn twelve. And she's carrying two of them. And she's running full speed outrunning this crazy insane adult who's hell-bent on catching her. Like, that is impressive. It is extremely impressive. And then Ray and Norman, they just played games with her and got away. And then that look that they had, like, nah, you're not about to catch us. You're not about to catch us. She was getting ready to catch them. They they were like, oh, time's Time's up. up. (laughs) And then her eyes were just like, clearly I need to recognize what I'm up against. Because these are not just regular kids. Yeah. You know, and I think that that moment in itself was cool but I also think it's gonna backfire because it's kind of like showing your hand a little bit so I just I'm wondering how that's going to work with or against them because it's just kind of like yeah you know honestly the problem with the show is gonna be the other kids so I like that they start trying to tackle that cause it's like those three like they're smart enough they're fast enough they're strong enough they can figure out how to get out there and how to survive but the challenge of the show is like, how do we get out of here with all these little baby kids? With everybody. I and mean, yeah. That that's yeah. gonna be the And that's what they're working on. And now at the end, like obviously you've watched the show if you're listening to this. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. But at the end, <laughs> they realize like there has to be a spy among the little kids reporting back to them on us. Oh yeah. 
And I love that because, and then I love how they're also hinting <coughs> that it's the girl with glasses, the 10 year old who's like right below them, who was um, helping when uh, Emma was looking for where the trans transmitter is or whatever mm-hmm. for mom to find them. I, I love how they hinted like it's gotta be her, but they know, they know. And it's just like, what do you do when the spies among you? Dun dun dun. <laughs> It's like, the spy is one of the people that you're trying to save. Right? And then, then you have this question of, do we still try to save them? Or do we leave them to their fate? Yeah, because you know, obviously, they can't understand. Right. So, it's just kind of like, ooh, what do we do? <coughs> Alright, so, let's move on. <coughs> you, you gonna survive? Maybe. Alright. So, moving on. Uh, Dororo. The Rubber Rubber. The um, This is our Amazon anime. Episode number three. And honestly, I'm getting kind of tired of it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good... Here's how I feel about it. It's a good anime. It's just probably one of those things that I would prefer to watch when all the episodes are out. And then watch... Like, just binge it. Because the first three episodes, all we're getting is, like, backstory and backstory and backstory. And backstory is important. And it's told in a way that's actually really good and really interesting. But it doesn't get me hyped to watch the next episode because I'm not actually seeing any progress or any change. I'm not seeing any progress, any change. Yeah, it's not making me feel any type of way. Yeah. So, I'm just kind of like... I, I care, but I don't. Like, I just kind of want to... Like, the I best thing... Right now, the fight. best thing about Dororo <laughs> is the intro. Yeah. The intro is dope, honestly. I think it's my favorite intro of the anime that we're watching currently. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. And it's just... Yeah, I don't... Mm, I'm just mm. not hype about it. Like, I watch it because it is good, but I don't get hype about it. Like, The Promised Neverland... Oh, I get hype about that. Yeah, like, I look forward to watching yeah. The Promise of Neverland. I look forward to watching The Rising of the Shield Hero. I look forward to watching Black Clover most of the time. You know, I look forward to watching One Piece. Even Domestic Girlfriend, I look forward to watching. But Dororo is just like, it's kind of starting to feel like a chore. So, we'll, we'll see how we feel. We'll try watching it again next yeah. week. But, but <clears throat> it's, if you, if you haven't started it yet... I mean, I'm not going to say you should watch it. I think it's good, but I might suggest that you wait until all the episodes are out and then just binge the whole season. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's not really hitting me right now. Yeah. But, you know, it's, we'll it's only been three episodes. So, uh, if it is a pick up by, like, episode five, though, I don't know how we continue watching Yeah, yeah. We will probably drop it. Honestly, if it doesn't invoke any type of emotions in me in the fourth episode, we might drop it. Well, I was gonna give it to five, but yeah. We'll see. It depends on how fourth, how four goes. If four is like, oh well, maybe there might something. That's what might happen in five, but uh, preferably I would like something to happen in four. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, right, so that's tomorrow. Yeah, we didn't talk about what happened in the episode at all, but honestly, just because we didn't really feel it's like it's backstory. I told you what happened. It's backstory of um, it how matter. he got his like. The, the swords in his arms and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's all it is. It talks about his life with the doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, it talked about the doctor's life and how the doctor ended up in that situation and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Backstory. <laughs> um, let's just move on to Domestic Girlfriend, our slice of life anime of the week. Whoop, whoop. I love Domestic Girlfriend. It's great. So, basically in this episode, right, <clears throat> we find out that um what's his name i have no clue why can't i remember any names this season oh my god this and i'm usually really watch, good with remembering slice so of many life shows, so it's just like, i'm usually really good at remembering slice of life names um it's not too there we go okay not too he finds out that his crush and who's also his sister and teacher at school is having an affair with a married man right and of course he's devastated because he's in love with her and also because you know she's been having these I'm standing on the rooftop looking out over the scenery crying with a single tear running down my cheek moments and these dramatic 
scenes while you know they're at home or whatever and finally he confronts her about it because and the way he finds out this information is his best friend i don't i honestly don't remember his name but he's the chubby guy with the glasses he standard best friend material yeah he um (laughs) works at a cafe or whatever and he's like oh yeah so there he's telling natsuo about all the people who come in or whatever and he's like, yeah, there's this lady who came in and she was having an affair, yada, yada, yada. At this point, Matsuo doesn't know that it's his senpai, but then they're walking home together. And um, his friend points out, like, oh, that's her right there. And Natsuo's just like, oh, crap, that's my senpai or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes and confronts her, which is, this is the really interesting part, right? He goes to confront her about it. And she's just basically like, okay, and so what? Like, that's none of your business. Stay out. You mind yours. Stay in your lane. Stay out of grown folks' business. Right? Like, you're a child. Stay out of grown folks' business. Ain't got nothing to do with you. And he's like, but it does. And then he just, like, straight up walks up to her and full-on just kisses her, right? And then she pushes pushes him away, slaps him, and then kisses him and pushes pushes him down on her bed, right? And then for a minute, you're, you're thinking, like, oh, snap. Like, he's about to get his wish, right? Because... Going back to the first episode, we already know this man's not a virgin. He knows what's about to happen. He knows what's about to go down. He knows what's about to go down. Right? But then she stops and she looks at him and she's like, see, you're scared. You have the eyes of a child. So then she gets up, opens the door, and basically it's just like, now get out. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, snap. And he leaves because he's like, she's right. Like, you look scared as a mug, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, he was not prepared for her to, like, reciprocate him in any type of way. And she's like, don't try to act cool when you're scared. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to act like an adult. You're trying to be bold and make bold moves on people and stuff. But you're not ready for this. You're not ready for these games. Yeah. And it was it was great. And then he leaves and he goes so to say, his, Say with his chubby friend, friend. With, the, with glasses. Leave and, his parents a note. Right, and then uh, Rui, the girl he actually did sleep with, who's also his sister, decides to run away from home as well. And she shows up like, hey, can I stay with you and your friend? And the friend is just like, look, y'all keep multiplying. I'm going to need you to stop. (laughs) I'm going to need you to stop. This is not a hotel. (laughs) This is not okay. But yeah. And then they, I think they're alluding to the fact that they're trying to come up with a plan to get her to break up with yeah, her boyfriend or yeah, whatever. they definitely came up with some type of plan. They came back to get back home and when they came back, like, their parents were like, they had divorce papers on the table because they thought that both of them left because they had a problem with the, them getting remarried or whatever. Which, let me take a minute and pause right here because in most slice of life anime, with when it comes to parents, you have a lot of different scenarios. But most of them... Include are, the parents not being present. They're either not present or if they get remarried and they have siblings and it's inconvenient, they usually don't care. Or they're like, oh, okay, we got married, you have a new sibling, we're going to go off on our honeymoon in a different country and good luck fending for yourself, but you have to live together type situation, you know? You usually have these parents who, like, are they, either they care, but they're really hands-off, or they're really, like, not even present at all. You know, they're just there as a convenient loophole for these kids to go do whatever they want to do, but still have, like, food and shelter and house and money and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? But um, in this anime, his dad is there. and He's very much present in his life. And he's just like, if you have a problem with my wife or this situation at all, like, this affects you too, let me know. And... And instead, he ran away. A, right. And it's he just left like, a note, but... He didn't say why. He didn't say why. And so his dad's like, were you just telling me it was okay because you want me to be happy and it's really not okay with you? Because he's like, at the end of the day, his dad's like, it's me and you, you know? And she's like, I want to be happy and I love, you know, my new wife. But, you know, if it's that big of a deal for you, we'll get divorced and we'll, you know, live in separate places, whatever, whatever. And it's very rare to see, you know anime parents take that approach yeah because she was like that too she was like if it's gonna be a problem like my son ran away your daughter ran away maybe we've got problems what it's amazing to me that didn't occur to them it's like i have a teenage daughter and you have a teenage son and they appear to know each other and both of them just like ran away for two days and they came back like nothing happened in my mind i would have been like okay they ran off together so we probably have a problem with that like they probably shouldn't be living together in the same house but you know that's probably where my mind would go yeah, I mean, my mind didn't go there at all. But, but uh, I guess I know myself. 
So that's that's probably what I would have gone if we had kids. Yeah, and they, they just like ran, ran away. off for two days. Conveniently ran away for two days. They ran away at the same time and they came back at the same time. Well, they didn't run away at the same time. He yes, ran away they... first, then she ran away. Okay, they're like a couple hours in between. Like after she realized he was gone, pretty much. She, pretty much. She was like, oh, this is an option? <laughs> Wait, what? I can do this? I wasn't aware. But yeah. And her reason was like, I'm boycotting her affair too, and yada yada yada. And I'm just kind of like, this is dumb. This whole thing is dumb. Yeah. Like, the whole senpai having an affair with someone, like, I get that that happens, but I also feel like she's being really dumb too. Yeah, she is. And I'm sure they're going to make her realize the error of her ways. But yeah, um, obviously, kids came back. They was like, oh, why are you guys have divorce papers? And I said, stop that. It was like, stop it. That's foolishness. No, no. We didn't have any problems with you. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. Like, don't be happy. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was amusing. And now we're going to see what yeah. plan they have to to tackle this, uh, this, uh, um, affair. Affair. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that I really did like is how not so school friends, because him and his best friend don't actually go to the same school. Yeah. They go to different schools. But I love how not so school friends text them and they're like, "What? You're skipping class? I guess I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> See you later." And they're like, "I love how like they checked on him, but at the same time they didn't really care that he was skipping school. Yeah, because that's just like their relationship, like they're friends while they're at school. If you're not at school, well, deuces. Have Ooh. a good time. See you when you come back. Yeah, you know, I love that they made him like not antisocial, but." They made a clear distinction between the importance of his friends because he didn't go talk to his school friends about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Like, his school friends, are like, he talks to them when he's at school. But if he has other things, he talks to his best friend who doesn't go to his school. Yeah, because his school friends, they don't know that he's in love with the, his teacher. They don't know that his dad got remarried and his sister is now his... The, I girl, mean, his, the girl, his, girl he slept with is now his, his sister. sister. They don't know that the girl from the mixer that he actually slept with her. They don't know that she's actually his sister now. They don't know that she's the senpai's biological sister or that his senpai is now his sister and that they're all living together under one roof. Like They yeah. don't know anything. They don't know anything. But, which makes it more amusing, honestly. It does. But yeah, but now Rascal Girl does not dream... Rascal does not dream of Gunny... Ugh. Rascal dreams bunny senpai. Rascal does not <laughs> dream of bunny girl senpai is the other anime that we watched. And honestly, just so you guys know, I was honestly still talking about Domestic Girlfriend. But I uh, I just, for some reason, flipped the names in my head. So we can just move on. <laughs> we can just move on. I just, I just had like a brain fart, I guess is what they call it. Did you have anything else you want to say about Domestic Girlfriend? No, no. We can move on. Alright, we really enjoyed Domestic Girlfriend and I look forward to watching it next week. That's what I was trying to say when I blurted out this mix of Rascal, Bunny Girls, and Senpai. I think this is a Senpai that messed me up. Probably because we were talking about Senpai as to how Domestic Girlfriend, he's in love with his Senpai, and then... Or no, it's not Senpai, Sensei. He's in love with his Sensei and Domestic Girlfriend. But with Bunny Girl oh, yeah. Senpai, he's in love with his senpai. Hi. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, which are really different, yes. but They are. But <laughs> one's illegal and one's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for starters. Senpai is like your older peer, whereas uh, sensei, it's your teacher. Teacher. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a big difference. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's, let's move on. Obviously, this week we watched Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Henceforth called Bunny Girl Senpai. Yes, because we're not saying that whole name. Um, it was uh, 13 episodes. We watched it on Verve, sub, uh-huh. um, and it was really good. I think we watched it all, and most of it we watched in one night, and we watched like the last episode the next day. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously it was really good because we watched most of it. Hey, Alphonse, welcome. Glad you're awake. Yep. Yeah, just, just make a bunch of noises on the podcast. That noise you heard was our dog, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because he just can't be quiet the entire podcast episode. Yeah, because he just, he just, he has to be heard, guys. He wants to be on the podcast, too. Yep. All right, go ahead. Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. All right, so Bunny Girl Senpai, also Slice of Life. I think it came out last season. 
Um, people have been talking about it and mentioning it, and so we finally went ahead and gave it a try. And honestly, we benched it in a single night. It was really good. Um, things that I love about Bunny Girl Senpai. So from my slice of life, you know, repertoire, it's usually like you spend the entire season or the entire series with the two main characters trying to get together, right? And Bunny Girl Senpai, you spend like the first three episodes. And after that, yep. they're dating. Yep, they're dating. They are together. They are an idol. Even though they're not doing necessarily the things that people who date do. I honestly... Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. In Bunny Girl Senpai, um, I can't remember his name. The main character starts to date his um, his senior. Yeah. Who we call... Her, who we're going to call Bunny Girl Senpai because I don't remember her name either. Yeah. It's Mai. Her name is Mai. Her name is Mai. Okay. And um, basically Mai is a... She's like basically a superstar. She's an actress and who's been acting since she was like a kid, right? So she's super popular, super famous, whatever, whatever. And through a series of events that we'll talk about a little bit later, they end up dating each other. And it takes about three episodes to get to that point. And it's just kind of like the entire episode, the entire series, we never actually see them kiss, right? But after a certain point, after they've been dating for a while, like they talk about things in such a way that kind of allude to the fact that even though we haven't seen them actually kiss, it doesn't imply that it hasn't actually happened at some point. Yeah. And Mr. Otaku disagrees with me because he's like, they probably haven't. But I'm like, when they're walking, they're casually talking, like, honest. He's, yeah, I think he's been doing the casual thing the whole time. Yeah, true. But usually it's in some type of, of blushy way. But when they're like, okay, I'll do that with you later, or I'll do one loot thing for you, or something like that. It's just like the way they talk about it is super comfortable and just like in passing conversation. That's usually not how you go with someone you've never actually done that with before, you know? But that's just my interpretation of it. I think that they probably have kissed at some point. Like, you don't date someone for months at a time and never kiss them. I don't know. That just... Yeah, I agree with that. But that's not the way it was portrayed. And you don't just walk around like you spend the night at his house constantly and he just walks around shirtless, answers the door for you in his underwear. Like, you don't do that with people that you're not comfortable with, you know? I completely understand. But that's neither here nor there. It's not the here nor there because that's not the premise of the show or what the show is actually about. It's not. It's just something that I wanted to mention. The show is about basically there's this thing called adolescent syndrome or puberty syndrome. And basically as you hit puberty or adolescence, you know those awkward moments, they become so awkward that you actually manifest the power to like change reality around you. And so... Um, the first three episodes is about Mai. That's when they're getting together. Basically, she's tired of being famous everywhere she goes and people seeing her and having to be, like, the superstar all the time. So she starts to wish that nobody... She could at least go someplace where she wasn't recognized. And basically, that manifests her reality to becoming invisible. And yep, no so, one can see her. Yep, so no one can see her. And like, at, and they at, forget her. Like, she's wiped from their memories completely. Yeah, so basically, the first episode, the way it starts out is she's, like, testing, like, they really can't see me. So <laughs> what, she, what she does is she dresses up in a bunny girl outfit and goes to the library because they're like, surely, if they can see me, they would say something about this. Mm-hmm. So, like, she goes in the library and then it's like, nobody can see her and she's like waving in front of people's faces in a bunny girl outfit in the library looking super crazy but like nobody can even see her except for um the main character the main character which is how this sort of gets started because he can see her because at first it's just like no one outside of the school can see her but everybody inside the school can but then it starts dwindling it smaller and smaller until basically he's the only person who can see her and remember her but he's like if I go to sleep then I'm gonna forget and so that goes through that whole dramatic montage that think end of a 12 point series where he finally forgets his girlfriend but then 
all of a sudden the memories come rushing back in the middle of a major test and so he gets up and makes this really embarrassing display of yelling to the entire school I love my I love her very 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 much I want to hold her I want to kiss her yada 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 and then she shows up everybody can see her now and yeah problem solved problem solved he he forces them to remember her by confessing his love in such an outwardly super outward embarrassing way. way so he forces them not to be able to ignore what's going on right and then um after we deal with my situation it moves on to like other people's situations um basically there's like this first year girl who doesn't want this guy that she that she doesn't like to um ask her out because her friend likes her and she doesn't want to you know be excluded from the group and yada 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 and she has the whole thing of like basically gambling if an outcome if she gets to an outcome she doesn't like she could just basically restart the day and not so not not so well i'm still stuck on domestic girlfriend but the main character uh sakata there we go sakata he is basically like immune <laughs> to it so he's like okay this just happened yesterday he's mad because he keeps asking Maya out and she keeps saying saying yes yes, and and he keeps having to relive the day right and then he finally figures out because he has this really this one really smart friend and she's like the only person in the science club and she's like explaining how this stuff can actually manifest in real life and change reality and all that and so he um he goes and talks to her. He, she's basically like, um, you need to find out who's doing this, pretty much. So yeah. he finds it's her. It's going to be whoever's acting different. Yeah. So he finds her, and he's just like, so I need you to just go ahead and get axed out so I can go on about my life. And in the process of that, she basically topples over, and they end up on top of each other. The guy doesn't ask the girl out because obviously he's like, well, clearly you're busy. Yeah. And then clearly you're you're with him. Yeah. And then Mai walks in, and she sees him, and he's just like, no, please, I can explain. And she's just like, don't talk to me. Yeah. And then, and then he's then just like, like fine. Yeah, when, the day's going to reset anyway, so she won't gonna, remember. Yeah. The day's going to reset anyway, so she's not going to remember. Well, day doesn't reset. Goes on. And basically, we have this whole thing where the first year asked him for to pretend to be her boyfriend for like three weeks just until summer and then when summer comes along they'll break up and that way she can still be part of her group and he can go on about his life and everything can be hunky-dory and everything works out without a conflict for her right so he agrees they pretend and he lets Maya in on the whole situation and she's like okay well you can pretend to be her boyfriend just don't actually you know fall in love with her or anything he's like oh yeah you ain't gotta worry about that like I'm only I only have eyes for you yeah Mm -hmm. so they go through this whole thing for three weeks right pretending to date each other and when it's time to break up they get to this point where they're going to the beach and they start repeating days again yeah and basically it's because she doesn't want to break up with him and so she's like because she's developed actual feelings for him at this point yeah she's actually in love with him and so yeah but but she the thing is she lies about it like when they start repeating the days over again she's like this is my first time experiencing this day or whatever but then his smart friend is like obviously um if it's not if you're not causing it then she's probably lying yeah, it's like that's the only way, and then he goes along with it for like a week. I think that he repeat the same day like seven times, and then finally he's just like, she's like, "Aren't we going to the beach?" And she, he's basically like, "Okay, well, this is the seventh time for me doing this day. I'm tired of the beach." Like, like I, I understand that you, you know, that we've done this several times now. Yeah. So let's just cut the BS and like let's let's just work through this because I'm not doing this day again. Yeah. And basically, she's just like, every time I replay the day, my feelings for you get stronger. But at the end, I know that we have to break up. And so she basically is like stuck in this loop where it's like, I'm Uh still your girlfriend for today. And she thinks that maybe if I do it enough times, maybe his feelings will change. And he's like, no. no, They're they're not. They're not. She's just like, I really want to break up with you so I can go back to my actual girlfriend and be done with this whole charade. Mm -hmm. And so she... He basically becomes not like a douchebag, but he's basically like, "Look, I'm gonna need you to deal with this. He, he I don't like real. you. 
this is never going to be a thing. You need to accept that and let me out of this loop. And he lets her out of the loop. But you know what? He resets. She resets everything back to, to that original, original day. day. And he's just like, are you serious? Serious. So, so all of it has to start back. And he has to play it those entire three weeks all over again. But at least he doesn't have to repeat any days this time. So he was probably in that loop for probably like the equivalent of probably 45 days or something. Yeah. Something ridiculous. So, yeah. That was probably frustrating on a lot of accounts. But yeah. it was entertaining. And then we also have... Moving on. We have a loop with um, his Ooh. smart friend. His smart friend. Futaba. Uh, yeah. And basically, she's just like... You know, I have these two really great guy friends, but they both have girlfriends, and I like one of my guy friends, and he has a girlfriend, but he doesn't know that I like him. And so basically she splits her personality between being slutty and being smart, and she has to reconcile the two parts of herself. And then we have the whole split with his sister, and she's lost all of her memories, and she's been kind of weird this entire time, like a shut-in, and so they have to resolve that. We skipped the going with his girlfriend's sister. Oh yeah, the one with his girlfriend's sister, where his they switch bodies. They switch bodies because but, of jealousy for each other. I mean, yeah, it's like you 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 get the the, the picture, gist. the theme of what's going on, and it was it was basically cool to see them like tackle these issues and stuff, and it was enjoyable. I mean, but it's really more of the same. It's just different issues, different characters, yeah. you know. But you know, it was what four different. Uh, little arcs pretty much mm-hmm. but I, all of them were entertaining and amusing they're really good and they kind of pull on your heartstrings because it's like it's stuff that you can very easily imagine or remember going through as a as like puberty yeah. you know like finding yourself ooh, or whatever yeah. but it was super interesting super amusing I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yep so let's move on. Um, what we're watching um, this week slash next week? Um, all the same stuff. All and the same stuff. We're watching more One Piece, uh, more Black Clover, Rising of the Shield Hero, Promise Neverland, Dororo, maybe, maybe not in that order, and Domestic Girlfriend, of course, as well. Um, and the main anime that we're going to try to binge next week is Ulysses Jean d'Arc, The Alchemist Knight. Um, yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Yep. And, um, we plan on watching it dub, but we might watch it sub. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? But regardless, we'll watch it, and we'll give you our thoughts on it next week. Unless it's really, really bad. We'll still give you our thoughts on it, but we might not finish it if it's really, really bad. Yeah. So, but hopefully that won't be the case. Right. So, Um, moving on... Last week, we asked you guys a question. And honestly, you guys, um, our feelings are a little bit hurt because only one person responded. That makes us kind of sad, but it is what it is. I don't know if it's because you didn't know the answer or is it because you just didn't respond. Um, If you don't care about our feelings, that's fine. Just, like, tell us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the question was, what are scars on the back? And what are scars on the back, Benjamin? Scars on the back or a swordsman's shame. And we all know this because Zoro said this in One Piece and in that epic fight between him and Mihawk in the first arc or in yeah. the second arc or before they crossed the Grand Line and the crews all, even all together. Yeah. It's just at this point he says this, it's him, Usopp, and Luffy. Yep. And Sanji's there because the fight's at the Baratier. But he hasn't joined the crew but yet. But he hasn't joined the crew yet. But yeah. And he fights Mihawk. And Mihawk just slays him with this tiny little pocket knife. Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to cut you with the true with the true sword. And Zoro turns around and holds his arms out. And he's just like, what are you doing? And he was like, scars on the back or swordsman's shame. Yeah, that's, that's real. That's yep. real. You know what that means? That means he doesn't run from fights. Nope. He has no shame. He has straight pride. And all of Zoro's scars... Are on the front. On the front, just like Whitebeard. Whitebeard didn't get a scar on the back. Even on the day he died, he didn't get a scar on his back. He didn't even. He, he took seventy-eight cannonballs. Still, and he died on his feet. And Whitebeard was real. You know what? What made me think about that, honestly, is when they're talking about Category had never been on his back. I'm like, but he ain't died sitting on his feet like Whitebeard, though. Well, he not did yet. We'll but see. we'll see. 
Anyway, but, he was a true, like, his back never touched the ground type, type, type dude. But anyway, shout out to Nathaniel the Otaku because he answered her question. So if you guys are on Twitter, go follow him at Nathaniel, N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-K-A-R-A-S-1. And... Follow him because he has great content and he interacts with us. And honestly, he's a really cool dude. We chat with him a lot on Twitter. Yep. So definitely worth the follow. Again, his name is Nathaniel the Otaku. And the yeah. question for this week. Da 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 da. Oh, it's me. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> the question for this week is: Who said the difference between a master and a novice is that a master has failed? more times than the novice has tried. Yes. Who dropped that little piece of knowledge on us? If you know the answer, we are going to pin the tweet to our profile as well as post it on Instagram so you can retweet it or leave us a comment. And if you have the right answer, just like we did with Nathaniel the Otaku, we'll give you props for knowing your anime on our next podcast episode. Yep. So yeah, that is it, you guys, for this episode of I'd Rather Anime. If you would be so kind, please make sure that you subscribe and then go tell your friends about it. And then if you haven't already, please follow us at I'd Rather Anime on Twitter and Instagram. And check out our website at I'dRatherAnime.com We know you could be doing other things, but we're glad you decided to run anime with us. Until next time, peace. Out. (laughs) You totally messed that up. Ranime with us. Ranime. You know you'd rather you'd ranime with us. Ranime with us. You mind yours. Stay in your lane. Stay out of grown folks' business. Right? Like you're a child. Stay Mm -hmm. out of grown folks' business. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Okay, this person who's been taking care of you your entire life is trying to sell you off to have your brain eaten. Whoa, I love domestic girlfriend. It's great. And it's just like, what do you do when the spy is among you? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, like, can we watch some anime now?